well, it wasn't another quit. I am so excited today to be joined by Jack from Survivor Now Podcast. And we have a very special guest, Heidi from Survivor 44, runner-up of Survivor 44. Heidi, we are so excited to talk to you today. I know I have a lot of questions, especially about advantages, but I just want to start with a very simple one. Heidi, let's start with you. How did you feel about tonight's episode? I loved it. Great episode. No quits. That's a huge plus. I'm sad for Brando. It's hearts to him. Love, lots of love to him. But that's part of the game. I'm super excited to talk about the episode today. Oh, us too. Jack, did you have a good time with it? Yeah, I, I thought it was enjoyable. I was driving home as the episode kind of started. Yes, all hail queen. Fire making record, Heidi. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I thought it was a great episode. Um, lots of good balance, really great ending, uh, classic three to two in a unique kind of way. Uh, I thought it was pretty well-rounded. And as long as there wasn't a quit, I was okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> lots of camp life. So I cannot wait to talk about <gasps> oh, so loving the 90 episodes. Cannot wait to talk about all the details behind it. Well, Heidi, I want to start with you then because Austin said something uh, that he said day 10 was the hardest for him in Survivor. Can you give us some insight for day 10 for you? What did it feel like? <sighs> um, it is absolutely hard when you're hitting that at the end of the second week and you haven't quite eaten, right? Because at this point, they haven't gotten any really reward food until the fish tonight. You, mm -hmm. you do feel it. It's like, oh my God, what else? So you, I feel like there's no true way to prepare mentally and physically for not eating for almost two weeks, okay? Now, 26 is even harder, let me be honest. But just 10 days of not getting anything, this new era of absolutely getting nothing, um, it's, it's not easy. It's very hard and your body's not quite used to it, right? I don't think your body really gets used to that. But just in general, I really... I get it. I get it. That was not my hardest day, not 10 day, uh, day 10. It was much later, but still I, I do get it. And it, I, I can understand the fact that it consumes you. Like when you are about to go to sleep and you're chatting with your cast members, all you talk is food. And so that is very true. Um, but that's probably very true from day two. So anyway, <laughs> do you remember what you were doing on day 10? I'm curious. Um, I would look at my journal. I, if I have oh. to guess, we probably had a similar reward and I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, so I won't say it, but we had mm -hmm. something fairly similar. You know, I think they have kept the pattern of the rewards, you know, so it probably was a fairly similar day for us as well. What was like, I, I'm sure there was like a food reward at some point. What is that first reaction? Like seeing that just bounty of food on the table. Like tantalizing or do you want to just run over screw the rules i'm going like great question so when i was a fan i always wonder about that right because sometimes they have mm. some crappy stuff and even when i saw the pb and j before my season i was like pb and j that doesn't sound you know that <laughs> exciting but but because i don't really care in my real life for a pb and j i just don't eat them regularly however mm. when you're starving those reactions that you get on camera are legit. At least they were legit from me, right? Where it's like, BMJ, I want it now. <laughs> so it is legit. What you see is really true. You do get excited. Even for the fish, I, I would imagine it's like all super exciting just to get something. 
I we'll talk about the sandwich, but even the sandwich. Oh yeah, I, that yeah. would have made also be like oh, I really want to eat, but like I, I, I would have done it. Right? <laughs> so even the small sandwich would have made a difference. So anyway, yes, it's legit, and you do get those reactions, and it, at least for me, it was authentic. I think we should go right to the sandwiches because that was interesting. We saw a lot of different temptations for food, right? We saw in the immunity slash reward challenge, they had the fish that they could win. But then they're told that they can go on a journey and it ends up being Austin, Kelly, and Jay Maya. And they have a choice between sandwiches, getting to eat sandwiches, which looked delicious, by the way, or an advantage. Uh, the amulets, the three amulets. So I guess... We could explain what they are. I don't know. People in the chat, help us out here. The thing with the amulets are there were so many rules that went with them. So it's going to be interesting to see how they play out in the future. But right off the bat, I think I would have chose the sandwich. I'm not going to lie. I 100% agree. Look, not only are you starving, like you're, you need food. It's so good. Like Heidi said, you need it. But it's such a good move because I think Austin kind of hit the nail on the head. You take that amulet and there's incentive to vote other people out. That's two people you got to vote out to get an idol. Mm -hmm. That's two giant extra steps you have to take in the game just to get a reward. In my opinion, you got food right there. Eat some sandwiches. Be happy. Make some good connections and you'll be a lot better than an extra vote, steal a vote, or an idol. Now, here, here's the interesting <clears throat> thing. Austin was the one who said, let's eat the sandwich. However, mm. if you make, if you know Survivor enough, you know the merch is coming, right? So there's not a whole lot of time. Although he was going into tribal council, that probably puts him on, you know, a little bit um, tense at the moment. But if I'm Austin, right, I know I have a pretty decent amount of allies. Even if you go to the merch, you go back to your old allies and they know a lot of information about you and you kind of work together. Although there's someone knows there when you are separated the way they were separated. But he probably had the best chance out of the three, okay? Just because of the numbers and he had other um other advantages in his hands. Plus, he knows what Drew has. So I, from the three, I thought Austin was the one who would probably consider it. And interesting enough, he was the first one to say, I'm going for the sandwich. Maybe because he, he didn't need it necessarily, right? Um, but the best chance out of the three to actually use that to their advantage may be Austin. Maybe, right? Um, just based purely on numbers and you know positions where they're at and the things they have shared. It was interesting how Jay was the one who said, I want that. Now, you have to understand this, right? When you're in the game, you want to play hard, right? You want you not always you want to hide. In my case, I wanted to hide because that was part of my strategy. But in Jay's mind, she's probably thinking, oh, my God, this is my opportunity to do something in the game because she hasn't quite had that opportunity. At least we haven't seen it yet. So maybe that's why she chose it. Um, so it's actually way tougher to make the selection between one than the other than you would imagine. But I agree in that when I heard it on TV and they explained some of what it was, I was like, that sounds like a disadvantage. Actually, one of the options was similar to the advantage that I had, which I always mm -hmm. heard as a disadvantage. I just I was playing the game. And so I, I used it. Um, but anyway, I think it's actually way harder to make that decision than people may think. 
Well, I've heard you say before that advantages, idols, they burn a pocket. Uh, they burn a hole in your pocket. So because of that, I actually was more uh, invested in Austin. I was looking at Austin saying, oh, there's no way that he's going to choose the advantage in this situation. Well, the advantage. Uh, let's say, let's see. Jay says the amulet works such that if all three play it, they get one extra vote amongst themselves. If one of them gets voted out, it turns into a steal a vote. And if two of them get out, it becomes an idol. So if one left's in the game, it becomes an idol. Too much for my brain to comprehend. Not, yeah. not powerful enough, right? That means if you want a true idol behind it, you want to vote the other two out. So a lot that, of that is kind of like, and I think he said it like, oh, you know, we're mm -hmm. not making a pact. We're just creating a war or whatever it was that he said. That is legit. I feel like once you're saying yes to that, that means I'm voting you out. Thank you for giving me an idol kind of thing. So yeah. again, at the moment, I thought it was a disadvantage. They went for it. We'll see how it plays out. I will say, and maybe we'll talk about this in a bit, uh, the way they that it worked out with the um, canceling the vote, or like, I wrote it down, what is it called? The goodwill. The goodwill. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, that worked out beautifully right so we'll talk about that but that just just throwing it there because austin used it right so that was that worked out really really nicely yeah austin had to figure something out because he came back to camp with the new amulet with the power he was so unhappy and he finds out from drew that brando had pitched kendra but then brando had told emily that drew had pitched kendra and it became a he said she said type of situation this was, I thought, was a lot of fun. I will say, I really applaud Brando for just kind of going all out and trying this strategy uh, because it looked like Emily was really weighing the options about who she would vote with. So Austin figures out that he kind of has to start using his advantages in order to, because he didn't have a vote going into this tribal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. When uh, Austin came back, I was really surprised they wouldn't be like checking him out. Like, show me your bag. Like, really, did you just like didn't do anything, didn't get anything? Like, you will be questioning the story no matter what, whether it was real or not. I feel like you always question it. They didn't show that. Maybe they talked about it or they did something and we just didn't get to see it in the edit. Not sure. But it just, it was like, oh, here's a story. Everyone believe me. And then I get to tell Emily the real truth so I can, you know, gain her trust. I don't know. I question I question that a little bit. I don't know. Jack, what do you think? Because I thought that the the actual lie that he came up with was pretty good. Like, I could see it sort of working. I, I definitely don't think it would have been a good idea for him to talk about the amulet as with the whole group. But I did kind of like the idea that, oh, we, we, had, it, we had sandwiches or we had to do a savvy type of situation. And... Uh, well, he said we had to drag coconuts up a hill or something like that. So I didn't think it was the worst thing, but I did also notice that Jack, um, excuse me, Austin, Jemaya basically said her their reasoning for sending Austin on the journey was so that he can uh, provide some information. And I said, oh, no, that I thought that was really going to hurt Austin. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Hi, I'm back, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I I just think it's so interesting seeing um, the reasonings people come up with for sending people on the journey because you can really pull anything. And to kind of speak on how Austin approached um, everyone back at camp, 
I agree, Heidi. Like, regardless of the person, you know, it's tribal. It's crunch time. Show us, show us what you got. Yeah, show, us the bag. show me your pockets. Um, show me everything <clears throat> in your bag. You know, show me on the like. Show, I would ask, right? Like do we it. did that, and at the very least, give it an attempt. So, like maybe Austin, you're saying a lie. Show people, like hide it in a good place where absolutely. You and you know, I think, I think that's the hundred percent the right play. But it really depends on the people, uh, the people wanting to be like, hmm, maybe I should search the bag. And the person who is being searched, if you have someone who's like Austin, who very likable, uh, very good natured, good at challenges, maybe they trust him. Maybe they don't see a need to search his bag because he's telling the truth. though. <laughs> I don't know. Did it, did it also help though that Austin, he was so upset that he didn't get that sandwich. So seeing him show up at camp just so down and so in his feelings, even though he also had this advantage, I don't know. It kind of still felt it like he worked. didn't get anything out of that experience. So it's like, why not? But I see your point. Maybe there was an opportunity where Emily was talking to Drew and Austin, where Brando and Kendra could have been like, "Oh, let's check some things out, right? Let's yeah. let's see what we can find." Yeah. Oh, maybe, that's so. Maybe Emily. Emily's a little bit, you know, with the paranoia from everything she's gone through. Maybe not Emily, but Brando and Kendra should have approached it, right? Should have been like, "Oh," or you know, I, I, again, that might be me overdoing it. I'm the kind of guy that slept with my glasses because I wanted to see what was happening at night. So <laughs> you kind of have to take it because I was playing on it 24-7. So anyway. <laughs> did that help? Speaking of island life, did that actually help with being able to like see at night? Because I hear it's really dark out there. It's very hard to see, although we kept the fire going. I was at Soka, the Green Tribe. We had the fire going. Mm -hmm. Even when we lost the challenge and we lost the flint, we kept the fire going because you can get it back up as long as it's hot, right? Um, and then when we moved to the merge, we did pretty good with the fire as well, even with the rain. Uh, so we, you know, it's hard to see, but with the fire, it kind of helps. So I would always put my buff and then I would always wear my glasses just like that. So I cover my ears because if you're a Survivor fan, you know, there's, there's, they have shown like, you know, some animals going into the people's ears. So I would always cover my ears and my hair so it wouldn't go wild, but I always have my eyes and I cannot see without them. So I was like, I'm keeping them. Screw it. And the other thing, and I've talked about this many times in other podcasts and other groups, I was always the first one to wake up. So Survivor 101, mm. if you want to strategize and talk to people and maybe you don't get good chances, wake up first. Best time to talk to people that wake up along with you. So I would always wake up first and people would like notice it and right away come and talk to me. So that was that was fantastic. Yeah, you're the first so, available. You're the first mm -hmm. flight on the board, you know. And That's no funny. matter who wakes up, especially in the merge, because there's so many people, no matter who wakes up, you want to talk to them, right? So those are the little things that you're, you know, you got to play the game on it. You know, you don't have coffee or anything. You you want to do that. And I'm not a morning person for the record. But anyway, <laughs> so if you ever, anybody listening to this, wake up early. Sleep with your glasses if you're like me and cannot really see from the distance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who needs coffee when you have the sunrise and the ocean and all that oh, lovely, lovely yeah. stuff? Um, or the bugs in your ears. So yeah, also good time <laughs> oh, there. Uh, I have to, I want, going into tribal council, why do we think Emily chose to align with Drew and Austin as opposed to Kendra and Brando? What do you think I, happened there? 
I have theories. Jack, you want to go first or you want me to go first? I can go for it. It's, it's tough. It's a double-edged sword for me. I think Austin and Drew made such a better effort earlier on at the tribe swap and really kind of laid the groundwork to get Emily on their side, which I think makes sense. I think the problem with that, though, let's say there is another pre-merge tribal council. We all know the merge is coming. Um, let's say there's another pre-merge tribal council. Voting somebody out sends a message. Regardless, if you're on different tribes, voting somebody out sends a message to the other tribes. You're voting out a Bellow member. Logically assume, okay, Emily voted with the two Rebas. What if Lulu loses? They said, hey, Emily betrayed us, so we're going to vote out Caleb now because we need to stay Bellow strong. It sends a message. And so it's really tough to weigh, but I think that early groundwork that was laid by Austin and Drew last episode, I think really, really helped out this episode and made a bigger, bigger impact. I like it. I do. Um, I think if you look at them, and I know there's more blue than red, right? Uh, mm -hmm. They haven't lost anybody. So it's a game. It's a numbers game. I get it. And I said that the Sean, uh, not Sean, oh gosh, Austin was in a better position than even the blue tribe. And there's, there's reasons for why I say that, even though they have an extra person in the blue tribe, in the Bella tribe, right? However, if you look at Kendra and Brando, and you look at the other two on the other side, which are two males, I think there's a little bit to be said about unconscious biases too. Trust me, I'm a girl. I'm a person of color. I mean, I get it. Um, so do you go with the small Brando and Kendra seems pretty strong. So I like them, right? Um, or do you go, who are the other two again? So Drew and Austin. Drew and Austin, the two guys. So I feel like there's also a little bit of that. Plus they gave her a little bit of information. So that absolutely helps. She is craving for an alliance. She's craving for information. So with all of that, if you put all of the, those pieces together, I think I would have made the same choice as her actually. Yeah, let's talk about all of the information that they sort of provided. So we all we did acknowledge that Austin did open up to Drew and and to Emily about the amulet, right? Mm -hmm. So we all, those three know what's at store there. So it was probably, it was the right idea to do this and to fill Emily in, again, building more trust. Uh, what else do uh, Drew and Austin tell Emily about? I think there was some stuff last episode too that we saw where they were sort of building those connections, which was interesting. But there was something else that happened in this episode that I think also gave Emily some really important information, which was the fact that Drew and Kendra were building a nice relationship as well. Drew even said at the beginning of this episode, he said, uh, Kendra's surprising me. Um, Kendra is a lot of fun. She has great energy. I like having her at camp. And then that came up again at Tribal Council, right? So we had Brando who was pitching, hey, Drew said, uh, we're going to vote out Kendra. And that was Drew's idea. But we have Drew at Tribal Council saying, I'm getting along so well with Kendra and I really like having her around here. So I wonder if that had anything to do with Emily's train of thought as well. We can only wonder. 
<laughs> it was a good choice. It was a good choice. I mean, considering how, where she's coming from, right? She was she dug a hole like five seconds into the game, and somehow she managed to pull through, and she's made it this far. And she's probably one of the favorites because she gives us so much. Whether it's good or bad for her game, that's a different story. But she is fantastic for the viewership. Um, so yeah, I thought she it, I thought she was strong. Uh, there was one uh, comment during the episode. I don't know if you noticed when they talked about the aliens, probably back oh, in yeah. episode one, she was all annoyed, like, I can't believe these people are talking about this. And they talked about aliens and she went with it, right? I was like, that's the that's transformation. She's becoming a completely new Emily, which I love the transformation. So she's becoming a player. I wouldn't count her out. And I think she did a right, the right thing for her game in this episode. Yeah, and I think the ground, I'm gonna bring up something um, Jay said. You're right, Jay. We we didn't see Brando and Kendra talk with Emily that much last episode. I think that's mm. so important because what they show is so, so crucial. Like last season, 60 minutes, unfortunately. I wish we got so I wish we got 90 minutes. It would have been fantastic. Um, but this season, we have 90 minutes, we have a lot of time, and so we see a lot more than we usually have with Survivor. The things they show and the things they don't show are so, so important. We saw, whole example, Emily and Caleb. Wow. Building a strong relationship in episode two on Lulu. That uh, fostered into a vote in episode three, where they voted together to take out Sabaya. Episode four, Austin and Drew making that bond with Emily. Episode five, Emily voting with them to take out Brando. It's all about what they show and what they don't show that helps set up the future of what's going to happen. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. And to that point, in the last episode as well, we saw Drew completely outline what he wanted to happen as the game progressed. So he said he wanted to make it to the merge and form a group with Austin, Julie, D, and then add Emily in that as well so the fact that we sort of got that foreshadowing of what this group could be leading into this episode i have to admit i didn't really feel that drew or austin were as at risk as the episode wanted me to believe but that's because you know i'm also just looking at the edit so it is very very cool and heidi i do have to ask this question Please. being a part of the show survivor 44 you made it you you crossed a lot off of that bucket list throughout your time you made it all the way to day 26. You've had that full experience. Watching another cast go through what you went through. Is there anyone that has caught your attention as the, huh, they could possibly have a, a final tribal type of edit? Mm -hmm. Great question, right? Um, it's very interesting because I didn't get the winner type of editing. I wasn't a, a winner. But I was in the top three, right? And now, you know, you could argue like, ah, oh, they didn't show a whole lot about me. However, it I know that I came with a strategy of I need a shield and I need to be behind the scenes because, you know, being the oldest, the female, the mom, like all these things that I had against me from the get-go, I knew I needed to pay, play a different kind of strategy of some of the players this year. Um, I think they have balance the edit fairly decently like it, the, there's nobody really jumping out i think we get and i won't say names because i don't want to give 
I don't know what's going to happen. In all honesty, I have no idea who wins, who makes it far or whatever. I don't want to know. Um, but I think I can see giving them giving pers perceptions or perspectives. So, for example, there's a couple of players, they're totally giving us their perception, not someone else's. So that makes me think, okay, that person's going to make it far. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple of them that I have picked up that they're giving their perception to give the storyline. Um, but I won't share it because if I'm right or wrong, then I, that makes me look really good, really bad. <laughs> um, but if you pay attention, you will notice they give, they pick certain players to give their perspective, right? And it makes you wonder why. Now, I have no idea who makes it that far, if it's true or not. But I do think there's a couple of them that stand out purely based on the edit. Now, there's a couple of other people that I also see they're under. Maybe like Jay didn't get a whole lot of time, et cetera, but she got a lot of time because she got the journey. Um, and then you get someone like maybe like Julie. She hasn't gotten a lot. Once again, she's the mom. She's the older lady. So, you know, it worked out for me. So it makes you wonder, is she going to get as far as I did? It, there's a lot of permutations and who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> I right. didn't give you much. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I personally, I host Stockwatch. I love analyzing the edit. It's so important for me. Uh, and I do have to make those picks of like, this person's doing good. This person's doing bad. Uh, I want to bring up this sidetrack a little bit before we get back on the main track. Um, did you pick up on this episode one, like seeing that in the first episode, Carson with the fire, you making the fire and having that comment. What was that? What was seeing that like knowing, especially the exact result of what was going to happen? That is very interesting because I never told anybody how far mm -hmm. I would make it. Not my kids, not my parents, not many people knew at all. Right. So when I see it happening, and I, I'm making fire and they see me. First of all, when it happened in at Soka, I was like, in my head, I was like, I made it too fast. I need to go, you know, I need to, like, <laughs> a little bit, right? So I, at the time, I was like, I should have never made it that fast. That was a mistake. Mm -hmm. um, but when I did it, I had a party at my house with all my friends and families. People wanted to make fire, like, on the first episode. Oh, my God, you did it so quickly. Oh, Help me out. So it became a thing. Every time we came to my house, I would have flints in the in the backyard with the uh, with the fire pit or whatever, because people wanted to do it from the get go. So in my head, I was like, only if they knew what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it was so fun. Obviously, I can tell right away. Some people picked up. A lot of people sent me messages like. Does that mean you're going to make fire at the end? So I think a lot of people picked up on it, um, but I never really told anybody if that was what's going to happen or not. But clearly, now that we all know what happened, I think the edit, the edit was very clear that it was me and you could see the fire in Carson's uh, uh, glasses. So that was it was a good edit, though. Like, that was pretty fun to so see. Good. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. To, I mean, to Lex's point, it was this amazing thing because not only did you make the fire on Soka Beach, but then you also had this like confessional where you said, oh, and there's more to come. And I was like, oh, what a great choice. You know, even also knowing what happens at the end of your season with you making fire. Well, also, I should say, uh, making yourself vulnerable after winning that final immunity challenge to then make fire only just to show everyone that you wouldn't have gone home no matter what. So it was very special and very awesome and great call out about the edits, everyone. Thank um, you. It's so interesting to see this show as like a progressing story. And I also just really want to talk about uh, Jay Maya for a second, who has some interesting plans 
Uh, let's talk about Reba for a second because they're shaken from the Sean vote out, right? So Sean's voted out. He tells Sifu, I didn't vote for you. And this unleashes, uh, it, it just becomes a mess on their beach, it seems like. We have D, Julie, and J. Maya who say, no, we didn't vote for you. It must have been Sean. It must have been Sean. And Sifu's like, well, Sean told me that it wasn't him. So we have D, who we know voted for Sifu. But then somehow J. Maya comes up with a plan to say that she voted for Sifu. So someone walk me through what we think is going on here. It, it seems to be that this fake idol is causing a lot of chaos on their beach. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe Jay did that. I mean, like, oh, I'm just going to say it was me. Like, uh, that's a little, a hard one, right? However, um, from the get-go, even before the episode started, I said, D has to lie. She has to lie. She has to do it either by telling the other two ladies that, like, okay, like, you know, it wasn't me, let's let's keep it going, or just do it in front of them, which is exactly what she did. So right on, props for D. She did the right thing for her game. I truly think it's right. I, I think it was very interesting how Jay was like, oh, let's say it was me, and then they were like, Maybe we vote Jay Isle, which is why Jay shouldn't say that, right? Um, but it worked out for D, and I think she did the right thing. I love that for herself. So it was a good move by D. I it it was interesting. Uh I I, just, I don't think that plan really works that well, throwing yourself throwing yourself as a decoy. I, it's not the number one survivor plan in the book, I don't think. Um but my guess of the logic is, look, D and Julie might want to get a leg up on me. Maybe they say, hey, Jay was the one pitching you uh, to go home instead of Sean. Maybe Jay tried to save a little face with that and say, look, I, I admit I voted you. I'm sorry. And keep, like control your narrative. Like, right? You, you'd rather have that narrative kind of on your side of the coin You'd rather tell people what you did rather than let other people tell what you did. Because obviously you're going to have a good, you know, you're going to have a good retelling for yourself. You're not going to sell yourself short, make yourself look horrible. Um, other people could do that. So controlling the narrative, maybe that's what she wanted to do. And I can see I that. Respect that. Yeah. Respect that. I can see that. Now, yeah, one thing that D, it was funny how they got back to camp and she's like, I'm not ready to talk about it. And he's like, you know, what do you feel about your name coming out, right? Like, <laughs> that that felt a little bit like, oh, girl, come on. Um, I think she pulled it, pulled it through by line, right, about the situation. I was just like, it was a little bit not as clean as I would have wished. Let me say it that way. But, <laughs> but in all honesty, when you go after tribal council, it's exhausting. It really is. And you're still processing, okay, what just happened? Who voted for who? What am I going to say? So everything lies. And I'm if I have to lie, I can keep that lie all the way to the end. So the, all of that is going through your head. So I, I can understand that it's a little bit of, okay, I need a moment to decompress. Mm -hmm. But it felt a little bit, like they showed it for a reason, right? It's like it felt like it was not quite authentic and natural. But she did the right thing at the end of the day. Yeah, I really thought that she was going to, at the end of the last episode, I thought she was going to just say, I voted for Sifu just to get past it. But you, could, I'm so glad you uh, touched upon that, Heidi, because you could see like the struggle in D where she was like, okay, 
what path do I go? And what, what do I try to do right now? And I thought that that was, it was, it was such a wonderful television moment because it was so tense. It was like, what, just walking on ice. It was amazing. Uh, Jay says that they are surprised D didn't let Julie know that she voted for Sifu. D may have at some point. I bet Julie knows. I bet she knows. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, uh, I got I got so lost trying to follow everyone's strategy on the Reba tribe. I was like, are we overcomplicating these things? Heidi, I actually, you brought up something before when we were talking about D. One of the things that I really noticed about your gameplay and what I loved watching and appreciated so much was how you took things that viewers of Survivor and super fans of Survivor may see as not great moves, such as like not uh, playing your idol or not playing your idol, but then always in your mind, keeping them as a strength towards your game or voting wrong at tribal council, you know, how that was a strength for your game. Can you talk a little bit more about uh, how you, why you wanted to play like that and how it ended up benefiting your game? Absolutely. Uh, great question, right? And I think this is one of those where not everyone agrees, but I, I stay strong with my strategy it worked out for me. Uh, a couple of things. So voting the wrong way. And you will notice at the very pivotal moment in 44. So if you watch 44, the pivotal moment was when Jam and Carson didn't go with the ex with the vote with everyone. And uh, that and they knew what was happening, but that, that was to show the rat to people like I'm still mm -hmm. with them, even though they knew what was happening and they didn't <clears throat> change the vote like that. We didn't need their votes for that to happen. Right. So that's an example where they vote the wrong way to send a message to the cast members, right? I voted for Danny and I got so much hate for it, but I, and I, they made it look like I didn't know what I was doing. I knew what I was doing, right? And um, I did it because it's also sending a message to everyone. I am willing to vote for Danny. He's my strongest ally, but I'm playing a Heidi game, not a Danny game. So that was to me at the moment, for me, it was like, I'm voting wrong even though I know exactly what's happening because I need to tell, I need to show everyone that I'm willing to do it. So you have to know that you're voting wrong, but you got to do it with a purpose and use it all the way to the end. The moment I did that for Danny, I knew I was going to have to lie to Danny the rest of the game, which is very interesting because every person, every person, including afterwards in Ponderosa, told Danny it was Heidi and he never believed it until I told him. It was me, right? So it's one of those where you have such strong bonds and friendships and, you know, he trusted me all the way, but I had to do it because I needed to play my game and show everyone else that I am willing to vote for him to progress my game. So in terms of advantages, same thing. Sometimes I was very not happy. And I'm not going to say angry, but I was not happy when I saw everyone sharing everything in this season of 45, like, come on, how do you watch enough? However, <laughs> you felt today that the friendship between Austin and Drew, it worked out, right? Because and we, they ended up sharing enough information where they can help each other. They can exchange pretty much uh, the advantages. And that worked out beautifully for them. Um, but it's one of those where, like, you know, if I'm a player later on in the at the merch, let's say I'm Drew. And I can see Austin is getting all the goodies and he's getting all the credit for it. 
you may want to backstab Austin in the you know in the future later on. So those are the moments where it's like it's it's very advantageous because it creates bonds and alliances early on. But la later on, you better watch out because it, it could you know it could backfire. Anyway, so mm. I don't know if I answer your question, but it's kind oh. of giving you examples behind it. You totally did. I mean, Jack, I, I'm curious to hear what you got out of it, but I definitely got out of it. Your move is your move and you better be proud of your move and be able to stand by it at the end. Because if you get to that final tribal council, you want, let's say you even did make a mistake with your game. How do you shape that to be, no, that was my intention. You know, oh, that yeah. was my intended outcome. Jack, over to you though. I thought that was flawless. I think that is one of the most important things you can do bar none in Survivor. You got to own what you do. You got to show the attention you have with what you do. Nothing is unintentional on Survivor. Nothing. Everything, every single little thing you do, a, a word you say, a, a move you make, a challenge you try to win, everything you do is important. And it's at different magnitudes. And I think that's so important. Because a lot of people think that doing these big magnitude, I have to make giant blindsides to win kind of stuff. I don't think that matters as long as you can sell the the smaller magnitude stuff. Heidi, you voting for Danny at the final eight? Eight, right? Final eight? Was uh, seven, maybe? Because he was right before Jamie. And I think Jamie's six. Oh, yeah. So I think he must have been seven. Okay. Yeah, right around there. I think showing that, doing that may look like a small magnitude thing or like a, hey, what is she doing kind of thing. Everything is important. And mm -hmm. I think having that magnitude in your head and selling that is so crucial to winning the game. And so I'm really glad that you were on that. You were thinking about that on the island, you know, that's that's important. Yeah, and even the mistakes, to your point, even the mistakes, you kind of you kind of have to spin them. And I think Matthew said that, right? You kind of have to spin them in there, either in a good way or maybe own them, that you made a mistake and you try to, you know, bridge those gaps again, right? Like, you know, how do you fix something you did wrong? It's part of the game. You can see Emily's doing beautifully at it, right? She's doing a fantastic yeah. job. So it is possible to fix some of the mistakes you may have done. But mistakes are costly, so... So, you know, you got to learn in the, the game before uh, you go in the game. So you try to avoid those mistakes. But we're human, so we all make mistakes. And the game is hard. Right. I'm kind of in the camp that it's kind of impossible to not make a mistake when playing Survivor. <laughs> and it's just kind of like, how do you move forward from there? And to your point, Heidi, the thing about everyone being so open about their advantages, I want to turn the attention to Drew, who's been so completely verbal about his advantages. But we saw in this episode that by him telling Caleb about an advantage in the last one or two episodes led to Caleb giving him the goodwill advantage because they exchanged in information, which led to Austin being able to get his vote back tonight. So it kind of worked in their favor and uh, got rid of the possibility of a tie at tonight's tribal council. Uh, going back to Reba real quick, we have this comment from Jay who says they're surprised that Sifu's fake idol worked and that the three ladies thought it was real. Heidi, back to you. Well, go ahead, Jack. Yeah. G and Julie know Austin had the idol. They know. But you don't know, you don't know if there's more, right? 
I guess, but really? But did it work? Did we see them say, oh, no, Sifu? I think it did. Well, it's hard to tell if they bought it or not. But even, let's say, even if it's fake, right? You're still going to utilize that as information. And it may backfire to Sifu later on because we're all going to... That happened to Jamie in my season. She had a a fake idol. Nobody knew it was fake. Okay, whatever. It, like, followed her all the way until she went home because we sent her home thinking she may have an idol. So... It will, whether it's fake or not. I mean, I can understand Sifu trying something because he's like, I'm in the outs. But um, I'm going back to Drew because Drew did something today that I was like, and I tweeted about it Survivor 101. When someone proposes you an alliance, oh, you don't say no or you don't kill it right from the get go, right? Like, either go with it you may actually like not really agree and they may read it on you when you don't agree necessarily but he killed it right away and i was like what are you doing so if someone proposes you uh an alliance you go with it and if you don't quite agree maybe you don't have to verbally say anything but i feel like he was killing it from the (laughs) get-go Sorry, I went back to Drew, but that, that no, was no, I, uh, I, I agree. Why, why, like, it's it, it come on, man, it's Survivor. You gotta be open. You gotta be like, hey, I, hey, an alliance sounds pretty good. Maybe you vote them out, but shutting it down—that's a pretty good way to get some votes to get you a tribal council. This is the reason why Brando and uh, Drew and the names ended up coming up possibly, right? Because it was like, okay, this alliance didn't work. We were going to be, you know, the nerddom alliance. And all of a sudden, we are against each other. One of us is going home. And they knew it. They even showed them talking about it, right? So that one was like a no-no in my game. I kind of felt so sad for Brando because you, you, we saw them just bonding and having a great time talking about their shared interests. Like that's how you make connections with people. And I was, I was shocked at just how quickly Brando was shut down. I felt so rejected for him. And then just to hear Drew's confessional about how ridiculous he thinks that can't even, can't even believe that Brando would even uh, come to him with a plan like that. I was like, calm down <laughs> like what, what i accept i like it heidi accept every alliance and move forward you can exactly. say whatever you want in your confessional yeah you don't even have to say yes like just don't say anything against it sure <laughs> and then talk in your confessional about it like yeah you see thing i'm really going with this right like whatever i just thought it was one of those where it's like no don't say it your name is gonna come up no. right after that and that's exactly what happened right so it does make me wonder if Drew makes it far enough. Let's say Drew makes it to final tribal council by us seeing this side of him this early in the game with Brando, with him shutting him down about the Alliance. I wonder how Drew would do with jury management when we get into that stage of the game, because this wasn't giving me high hopes for that. Agreed. Uh, So if I have to guess based on this episode, not very good for jury management for sure, right? Because he's killing already. Like at, at the very least, it was Brandon. I know she, he went home, but if Brandon was one of those voting at the end, he would have killed that vote already, right? So yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think we should also jump over to our friends at the new Lulu. We have Jay in the chat saying, uh, "I'm calling it now." They think uh, Katora is going to be the earn the mood earn the merge boot because her edit is very similar to ellie targeting gabler in 43 very interesting very and we interesting. saw how that worked out for 
Ellie. So let's talk about Katura because Katura had a bad situation happen, right? So not only is she on the same tribe as uh, her enemy, Bruce, but she also sort of gets caught in a bad situation where she's left alone at camp for some time, uh, goes off, tries to find, makes the best of her alone time trying to find an idol and gets called out by Caleb uh, when he notices her uh, looking around a tree. I kind of thought that she was about to find something too. Like I thought the episode did a good job at being like, oh, she's about to find something. Yes. And it scared I it scared me when Caleb uh, blurted out her name and I was like, oh my, (laughs) like, okay, we're getting into it. Props to Caleb Caleb using that situation to gain an ally for himself, right? Because he's a little bit with all these people, right? Like, he's just trying to find allies. Um, And I I really, really like that. Like, hey, Katora, you're like, we're coming. (laughs) And then he tells her, right? Like, oh, we kind of saw you, whatever. I just, I I yelled your name. And that was beautiful. Beautiful from uh, Caleb. Great game. Um... But let's be honest, we all look for idols, okay? So utilizing that as a huge weapon against someone, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. We just saw her looking for an idol. Maybe she has one. Guess what? Anybody there could have one. All of them are looking every time they get a chance. So it's an interesting one. I don't think it's that big of a deal just because everyone does it. But definitely I would use it against her too, right? If I'm not her, I would use it against her. But it's not something that it carries that much power only because everyone's looking and you have to wonder if anybody there has an idol, but definitely mm. something to you know, to use that against her and just say, maybe she has something we got to get her out. Right now. I, Caleb, though. yeah, I got to ask um, just from your experience. Um, everybody's looking for idols all the time. We often see towards the end of the season, everybody's looking and no one really cares. Is it matter earlier in the season? Like you're trying to find a reason to vote somebody out. They're looking for an idol. You're going to be like, hey, they were looking for an idol. They got to go. Because you don't want to be an early boot. Is that true to your experience? Yes. And and even early and late, it's bad to be caught in the action. Just like Katura, I'm saying it's not a big deal. But if it's used against you, it's one extra thing to throw your name out there. You don't want your name. You want no reason for your name to be out there. And this gives perhaps Bruce or anybody a, cho- a, a choice, right? Like, I don't know what to do. Let's throw Katura because she may have something because we caught her looking. So it's not so, while I said it's not a big deal, at the same time, it gives people an excuse to throw your name in the action, right? Like, let's vote Katura next because she was looking. So you would never want to be in that situation where people have reasons to vote you out. Um, and but yes, everyone looks early, late. I do think early on it's a bit more scary, right? Because you don't build the trust, you don't have the trust quite yet. Later on, you have the alliances, so you rely a bit more on that. But it's definitely not good to be caught in the action for sure. Um, I just think, like, you know, um, in, in Caleb's situation, right? Like, he saw it and he used it for his strategy. I think that's a very nice way to get an ally. Yes. Yes. And we saw we saw the example of trying to find an idol too too fast and too soon uh, play against Sifu, who in like the first couple in the first episode, we saw him sneaking around for an idol and that reputation has followed him into uh, 
last tribal and this episode, right? Uh, and in fact, he's actually embracing it with the with the fake one. So I think this is really interesting. I love seeing Caleb's gameplay. I think it is so strong the way that he is able. He is so perfectly in that center position, I feel, on Lulu. And then we also have Kelly, who is also on that tribe, who right now is also considered to be a very big swing. But the Katora did, uh, the Katora Katura thing about finding the idol did kind of scare Kelly a little bit. We saw some concern from Kelly about, well, what if Katura does have an idol now? And there's a lot that Kelly is now weighing, which might also have played into why she uh, wanted to go for the strategy route later in the episode. Yeah. I This whole dynamics of the Bello tribe is so interesting. It makes you wonder so much of what's going to happen, right? Like, you know, the, why are they showing us Katura against Bruce so much, right? Like, I have no idea, but it clear, it's very clear that is the that's the narrative between both of them, right? So there's so much they're showing us, yet not telling us exactly why, and it makes you wonder if this is going to come at some point or not. I don't know. It has I, to. I like it's been like look, Katura. I had Katura was my number one contender the first episode. I, I thought it was perfect. I thought it was great. And then she talked about Bruce. And I was like, oh, okay, this is, you know, whatever. And then she talked about Bruce again. And I was like, oh, okay. And then she talked about Bruce again last episode. And I was like, wait a minute. And now she's talking about Bruce this episode. And I'm just like, what's going on? Like, it's so damning when you see someone in the edit and they only, re like, most of the time talking about someone else. <laughs> there, there's obviously going to be a payoff right? There's going to be a payoff for that. There has to be. But you have to wonder what's after. If that's all we get, mm -hmm. I don't know what's left. Yeah. Listen, I am biased with, with Bruce because Bruce is a 44. So I'm really cheering hard for him. But he also has made some mistakes. Now, it makes you wonder if they're like putting all of it together so it makes it sound or look so much worse than it really was. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But the one that happened today is like, that's the dumbest. Oop. Oh, yeah. that, you, can, you can see and hear that's exactly what he was going to say. It's like, Bruce, you got to control your emotions, right? If you want to win this game, it's all about control, self-control. And I think he was losing it there. So you can tell she's getting in his emotions in some ways because he was against what she, whatever she was saying at the time. So I think that doesn't involve very well for Bruce, which is a similar argument that we had earlier for the jury votes, like if, you know, whether it's Katura or anybody else, if you don't do the jury management, you don't get their votes. So that's one of those that you have to control yourself. And Bruce was clearly losing it at that time. Yeah, and that all happened because Katura basically suggest suggested, let's uh, hold, save our rations, our food rations for the, the next time. Were there, mm -hmm. The papaya, were there days, Heidi, where you all chose to, you and your tribe, save your food for another time? Okay. We didn't have a whole lot at Soka. Soka sucked. Okay. We had papaya and it was it was green and it was horrible. Um, so not really. We drank every coconut. Whenever we would go on a challenge, and we did really good at the challenges, especially mm -hmm. at the group challenges, we would always like drink and eat a coconut beforehand because you do want to have something. Um, so we the very little that we had, we tried to eat it 
just before the challenges, I wouldn't ration it. I would just eat it because you don't know if you're going to survive or you, you want to win. You don't want to lose the challenge because that meant if you win, you keep going, right? So we didn't think that much about let's ration it for tomorrow. We never thought that way. So I can understand Bruce uh, saying let's just eat it or whatever it was that he was saying, but he wasn't controlling his emotions. So that's the part that I was like, ah, you're killing your game. Don't do that. But no, we never, re I mean, now granted, when you are in a group scenario, you do have to share, you do have to be mindful, right? Because like, you know, if they get rice at some point, which I'm assuming they'll probably negotiate negotiate for it in the merch at some point, it's not like you're going to eat more than the rest. That also gains you enemies. So you want to be like, if someone wants to ration it, you should consider rationing it because you don't want to go against each other. That's part of the game. If someone wants, if everyone wants to eat it, eat it. If everyone wants to ration it, ration it. But don't gain enemies. You want to gain allies the whole way through. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was fun that we got to see like this aspect of camp life too, right? Like how, how, how do we handle the food? It's so much fun, right? It's or, so much fun. Or the, or the worm from Kendra. At the uh. <laughs> I feel like in 44, we almost, I'm pretty sure all of us did it. Like, oh, this is a survivor milestone. Like, let's just eat it. And we actually oh. ate it. Um, I just saw Kendra spinning it. <laughs> Why did she take it like a pill? Like. <laughs> Yeah, just swallow it down. I don't know. But it's, I'm glad they're showing us those parts because I can tell you in 44, a lot of people did it and it was never shown because we didn't have enough time to see what was happening. But it was kind of fun to see a little bit of camp life there for sure. What else do you think, if, if uh, season 44 had 90-minute episodes, what else do you think the viewers would see more of? It would, you would have seen more of Soka for sure because Soka we kept winning so they didn't show a whole lot yeah. we had a lot of freaking fun too and I feel like you know anyway so I won't complain because I'm grateful for everything that was shown and everything we were given um, but definitely we would have seen more of Soka and you would have seen more of everyone right including the people that were early boots like some of our early boots like um, Maddie, Helen, Sarah there's so, especially Sarah such a great player and i don't think anyone got to know sarah and she's a fantastic person um so just in general i feel like you would have gotten to know more of the players and why we got casted right i feel like you didn't see me you see me and you're like heidi's quiet no i'm not but that's the kind of thing that i think you are uh, able to see in the 90 minutes you get to develop the, the players a bit more and you get to see who they are even if they're early or late boots and i'm loving every second of the 90 every 90 minutes. I'm loving it every minute. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Me too. Uh, I mean, it, it, it opens us up to a whole lot more storytelling, which I think is really special. I want to start getting into some questions that are appearing in the chat with our last couple of minutes. Uh, Heidi, again, it's just so great having you here. So if anyone has any questions for Heidi, now Thank would be you. the time. But we have Jay who said, how do y'all see the alliances shaking out at the merge? Great question. Because the, we're supposed to have the merge next week. So let's talk about it. All right, Jack, you want to go first? Thinking cap on. Um, so I theorized in my last Stockwatch episode, go watch. Um, one, I think that Reba 4 is going to stay together. I think that is a tight alliance. I think they're going to keep working together. <clears throat> I think they are going to bring in Emily, especially based on this episode. I think they're going to bring in Katura as their sixth member. Mm. Once Katura starts spilling the beans, the other Bellows start spilling the beads, I think Katura is going to join them. 
And I think it's going to be those six against Bruce, Kelly, Jake, Kendra, and Caleb as a fifth with J. Mai and Sifu as the odd ones out. Not in the middle. Not in the middle. I think they're going to be the odd ones out. I think they're going to be maybe consensus boots, and they're going to go out very early. And I think it's going to be that side warfare. Who It's it's that Reba versus Bella war. It's coming up. It's going to happen. Who's on whose side? Who's going to flip to whose side? That's my thought. I may be wrong, but that's my that's my that's my thinking cap guess. Thinking cap off. I can see that. I think um, if Caleb and Emily have seen anything from my season or previous seasons, play the middle. Play the middle in a smart way where you can like bounce back and forth without really showing your cards, right? I know Emily showed her cards with uh, Brando and Drew. I'm sorry, with Drew um, and and Austin. Um, so I do think like she still has to go back into the middle if she possibly can, right? Because the numbers are probably gonna go against each other because they're you're gonna the numbers is everything. So if the yellow can just like almost go in the middle, they're Full in a Malcolm and Denise. Yeah, it's you as can easy see, as that. I think there you can see some of the people who are low uh, from each of the tribes. I actually think. Kendra will not Kendra. Uh, Katura is not necessarily going to jump ship like right away because she should stick with her numbers. I think Caleb will break it. Um, Caleb will be the one spilling the beans to the other side to kind of gain trust from like the red side versus the blue side, right? So I think he may be the one kind of spilling the beans about Katura not jiving with everyone else. Um, but anyway, I do think if somehow Caleb and Emily can play that medal, it could play really well for them. Um, the secret sauce about merch is you got you kind of have to go hard, um, but at the same time, don't show you are a beast at competitions. If you've mm. learned anything from previous seasons, when you are a beast at competitions, you will not make it that far. So don't show all your cards right away in terms of the challenges. Don't win three challenges at the same time because you won't make it far. Um, so it's about balancing uh, the strategies behind the merch because it's not easy. It becomes very, very hard to play the merch. Oh, I, I like that because we saw Franny, right? Franny won, ended up winning lots of immunity challenges and reward challenges, and that sort of got the target a little bit bigger onto Franny. Um, and as, as for me, I don't – alliances, I still think that thing that Drew mentioned, how he wants to reunite the four original Reba, D, Julie, Austin Drew add Emily I think that's going to happen however the other thing that I think based on tonight's episode we saw a lot of Katura and Bruce of course we know that that is the rivalry right arguably one-sided but we'll see but however I think that down the line I think Caleb might actually be the one to take a shot at Bruce eventually. Because they had this amazing Ooh. moment in tonight's episode where we saw how Caleb was reacting to Bruce around camp, right? Caleb said that, I might have the quote here somewhere, but he basically said, I'm going to listen to Bruce and I'm going to do everything that he asks of me so that his guard comes down so that I can strike. And I think that we might see that play out. I think I'm actually going to say that that might be the storyline moving forward for the two of them. So let's see. Let's see if Caleb can make it happen, and let's see if Bruce is prepared for it. 
I'm excited. Right. I'm excited. It's getting intense and awesome. So thank you for the question. That was a great question. We have another question about uh, your time on Survivor 44, Heidi. I know that we did talk about that incredible... We Basically, I think I should say it now in case I didn't already say it. Your final tribal council was so incredible to watch. And I think we also explained why uh, the three of us had that great discussion about you using your game to your advantage as you know it. Uh, but we do have a question from Lexa here who does ask, is there anything else that you think, uh, anything else that you wish you would have said that may have swayed some other votes? Or how do you feel like there's anything that you could have done differently? Great question. So not a whole lot about coulda, shoulda, woulda, but the one thing that really stuck with me and I'm, I'm pretty free to talk about it is I play my idol and everyone was like, it's so funny because everyone was like, play your idol, play your idol. And I didn't really need to play it, right? And when mm -hmm. I played it, I played it because in my head, I'm like, I'm going to the final episode. I'm going to the next island. And if you saw, we, we had all the pains. Ready. <laughs> so in my head, I was like, I don't care. I'm playing. I'm putting my game in my hands, right? So I played it. Now in Mexico, and I knew it was likely that I, that I was safe, but I didn't care. So I was like, I'm going to play it. I wish now that I probably could have done a Marianne, which maybe I didn't play it because nobody knew I had it. So uh, mm. I could have been like, ha ha, and I didn't need to play my idol. So that's the only thing that sometimes I wish I, and I consider it. I talk about it in my confessionals, which they didn't really necessarily show it because I ended up playing it. But I consider like maybe I should have kept it. But a little bit of me, even though I knew mine was real, there's just something about the way I found it and everything that I thought it was real. There's always a little bit in my head, like, what if it's not real, right? Because there were so many fake ones. So maybe that's why I didn't really keep it. But if I would have done anything different, maybe it would have been keeping my idol hindsight now that I know it's real. Could have kept it at the end and be like, you bitches didn't know I had an idol too. But that might have been the only thing I would have done differently. My game was very different than everyone else. Um, but I was the sole person from Soka. And in fact, nobody from mm -hmm. Ratu made it there. So I made it pretty far. I'm proud of that game. I mean, as you should. It was it was incredible to watch your journey on season 44. I think the biggest takeaway that I just got from everything that you just said is that it's so easy to be able to beat yourself up over the mistakes or over what you think or, or what other people that you've done, how you should react it. It's great. You know, I love seeing and hearing from you that you're so proud of your game as you should be. It was an incredible game. And focusing on all of the details of it it's not going to do anyone any good. Now, I do want to ask one final thing because it was brought up at your uh, reunion show. But okay. do you think J Jamie's fake idol is going to make an appearance in 45, like Jeff said? I don't know if in 45, I think they will bring it back. Like we, we've seen this in the past, right? They brought some of the idols, even the stupid stick came back, right? So Ghost I, Island. I, I, hope, <laughs> I hope. I am very optimistic they bring it back. Not sure if it's going to be 45. It'll probably be in later seasons, but I think it could make a comeback. And I, I fingers crossed, fingers crossed, and it does. <laughs> All right, everyone, study the frame. Get to know that image of Jamie's fake idol in your mind if you're still applying to be on the show. I know I'm going to take a second look at it too, just to make sure. Uh, Heidi, I feel like we could keep this discussion going for Forever. so long, but we have to, right? We have to end it here. I just, again, want to thank you so much for
for joining us. I hope you had a wonderful time. Viewers, I hope that you had a wonderful time. It was so, what a great episode to talk about. And of course, we are going to be back uh, throughout this entire week. Jack has Stockwatch. I have got something for you. We have all these fun activities, so make sure you subscribe to the channel to get notified about all of our upcoming videos. And we will be back next week to talk about episode six. Thank, Thank you all you for guys. joining. Thank Bye -bye. you all.